yada, 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 yada. It's all in the conversation. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, and welcome to Summer Shorts. What are summer shorts? Well, everybody knows what those are. Those are the fun things that you buy in the store that have bright colors. They could have palm trees, alligators, flamingos, whatever they are on your shorts for the summertime. But here, they're just a little different. We're doing summer shorts, elder care success style, where we're taking 15-minute segments and giving you tips, ideas, resources, and fun things that you can do to make life easier, better, and in some cases, less expensive while taking care of those that you love, be it a parent, a spouse, a partner, or anybody else in your family member. So hang tight. It's summer shorts. This episode is all about conversation. It's not just any conversation. It's those final wishes conversation. Yeah, they're a little crunchy to have and not comfortable for everybody. Some people feel that if you talk about what they want at the end of life, that the bad mojo is going to come out and bite them in there. Poof, they're gone. Well, I'm not sure I believe that, but it is uncomfortable to have for many people. And I recently heard that for those baby boomers that are out there, that these end-of-life conversations are things that we don't want to have. I guess it's because it's maybe a little too close for comfort, but you never know when that's going to happen. It could happen at any stage of life. But I understand the millennials are a lot more comfortable at having these conversations, which I think is great. And the oldest group of millennials are starting to hit their 40s or in their 40s already. So welcome to the club, guys. Anyway, let's jump into the conversation. Why is it important? Well, there are a number of reasons why it's important, besides the fact that we sort of want to make sure that everything's tied up in a nice little bow at the end so that we don't have to worry about it. But (laughs) once you're gone, you're gone. So you don't worry about anything, I guess. Nobody's really come back to tell us what that's like or not. So I'm waiting for that first book, that autobiography of what happens on the other side to come out. But let's get back to reality again. So why is it important? First of all, it's important to relieve a little fear and anxiety at the end to make sure that all of those bows are nice and tight and pretty at the end. You'll be able to have a little bit more relaxed sense of making sure that everybody's taken care of. The other is to relieve the fear and anxiety of those that are caring for you. I can't tell you how helpful this was for me and I know for others when parents have actually said, this is what I want. This is what my expectations are. When I'm gone, this is what I want you to do. Or as I'm going through that process at the end of life, this is what will make me feel better. Of course, we really don't know until we get there. But knowing what somebody wants relieves so much stress and anxiety for the caregiver, especially when they need to make those decisions on, do we sign up for hospice or don't we sign up for hospice? And what to expect next. Also, if there are cognitive issues that come into play then that makes things a lot more complicated. Attorneys are not legally allowed to have you sign documents saying that you are of sound mind and body when in fact you may not be. So make sure everything's tied up in a nice, neat little bow. You can always make changes. Amendments are possible at any point in time. The next thing is, how do we even have these conversations? Now let's just jump into how you start. So how do you start a conversation like this? First of all, Don't think it's a marathon. It's going to take a long time. 
You don't want to rip the bandage off at once and make it easier for yourself or so you think it'll be easier for yourself and somebody else. It's a lot more complicated than that. Start slow and break them into small sections so that it becomes a dialogue that everybody's a little bit more comfortable with, both yourself and your folks or a spouse. And make it fun. I have a friend who, on a family vacation with her kids, her adult kids, they were all in the car and they were going way up north and they made a game out of everything. Elizabeth said, let's talk about what our final wishes are. One of her sons, who's a a techie geek, whipped out his laptop and said, great, I'm going to take notes. They all came up with wild ideas and used their imagination of what they wanted that final parade to be like. I thought it was great. They had a boatload of fun. They laughed and they really were surprised at their own ideas. Everybody was slightly different. Some of them wanted big parties and celebrations and others wanted a little bit more quiet times. So you just don't know what a family member is going to want for themselves. Make a game of it. The other thing, like I said earlier, is if there are memory issues, don't wait. Move forward slowly but gently. Have some empathy in what you're saying and do it in small little spurts. Take one point to address and only address that one point. Make it two minutes, three minutes. End the discussion, move on. If you're having difficulties, here's another way to do it. If mom won't talk about it or dad won't talk about it or your spouse won't talk about it, turn it into a story and use an example of how this turned into a very stressful situation for another family and how you wouldn't want that to happen to you or to your own family members. And you're pretty sure that mom or dad or your spouse wouldn't want it to happen to anybody that they loved. Let them think about it for a while and then gently bring back the conversation again. But remember, if they're refusing and digging their heels in, that's not the right time to do it. Consider also the time of day. Some people are better in the morning. And if there's some cognitive or memory issues going on, chances are there may be a little bit of sundowners going on at the end of the day. So probably not a good time to start in. Even though you may be more relaxed at the end of the day, they may not. Always work with the person that you're talking to and their level of comfort. Another way might be to just go out and have some fun. Go out to your special dessert place, have a bowl of ice cream, make a treat out of it. Then once you've got all your information together or even starting along the way, keep notes, be careful about what you do. Somebody may not want those notes taken in front of them, but write the notes down immediately afterwards and put them in a file, put them in a binder, put them in a folder, wherever it is, just slowly start stacking these together so that you know exactly what that person wants Make sure it's written down, everybody understands where it is, and what the desire is. One of the things that we did at our house was mom wanted to make sure that everything that she loved was given to each daughter in just a certain way. So what she did whenever we came down to visit is she got those little teeny tiny sticky notes and put her names on each of the sticky notes and stuck it on the items with us. But when it came down to dividing certain family items, It really was a joy to hear the history and the stories and the memories that went around certain things, like dinner services and the meals that they would have together and dad talking about family times and Christmas times and the holidays and mom talking about what traditions their family had that I didn't even know about. So conversations are really important and special. Beyond the issue of end of life wishes, 
Those conversations are going to bring up good memories, not just times of anxiety and thinking of end of life and that last breath moment. Make every conversation a good one and one that you'll love and cherish for years to come. Trust me, you'll be happy you did it. Take care. And that's another summer short. It's Nancy here at Elder Care Success. Hey, would you do me a favor? If you have a tip or an idea that has worked exceptionally well for you and your family, would you share it with me? You can direct message me and I'll put it on our show. And one more thing before you go. If you haven't gotten a copy of it, I highly recommend the book, How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies. It's not just a book for when you do have that medical emergency. It's planning before, during, and after, and even what to do if the 911 system is down. You might be surprised on that one, too. You can get that at howtosurvive911.com. Take care. We'll see you soon. This is Nancy May at Elder Care Success, and it's Summer Shorts. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021, Caremanity LLC.